There's a gentleman with a coat and a tie on just shutting the door in there named Larry, and he has some candles. And if you didn't get a candle when you came in, then please raise your hand or bounce up from your seat and get a candle from Larry. We would love to have everyone have one. We will use those in a little while here. Tonight, of course, is an evening on which uh, many people will be celebrating Christmas and the coming of and the birth of the Messiah. And, of course, tomorrow is that special day that people think so much about Jesus and his coming. Because Christmas falls on a Sunday this year, it's a bit unique. That happens occasionally. And so we, we didn't know what to expect this evening. We thought there will be some people who come tonight. There will be some people who come tomorrow. Some people who will come to both. Didn't know what really to think. We're very grateful that all of you have come. There will be communion served tonight, by the way, uh, in a little while. And at the appropriate time, I'll tell you exactly how that's going to work. It's not For those of you who attend our church regularly, uh, communion will be served in a, a different way tonight than it usually is. So you can anticipate uh, some special instructions on how that's going to work. Right now, we're going to be led in prayer uh, by Felipe Guzman. Felipe, if you want to come and lead us in prayer, would you please all stand? And Felipe will offer for us an invocation. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be gathered here. We ask for your blessing on this Christmas Eve service. Father, we ask you to strengthen us in spiritual unity. And in the new year, that more workers join in the work of the church. Amen. Amen. Please join us in singing Joy to the World. I think most of you know this. God is going to bless us tonight as we sing together. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let us receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth the Savior brings. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his wonders of his wonders of his wonders of his love. Please remain standing. We'll sing this next song together as well.
going to do our communion tonight this way. Gary Zorn is going to come forward uh, in a few moments and is going to read a section from the Gospel of Luke. And as Gary begins to read this section, which is really the, the story of the Christ child, not the whole story, but a section of that story, you are free to get up at that point and to take communion. You'll find that there is the bread and the fruit of the vine at this table, along with, for those of you who will be making your church contribution tonight, also the contribution bag. The same thing is back there at the table at the back, and so you can choose either place. There's not quite as much up here as there is back there, but I encourage you to, to uh, spread out a bit there and proportion yourselves in terms of where you go, and we'll have communion served at the front and the back, and you can begin this when Gary begins to read Luke chapter 2. Gary? The reading, the reading is the 
about the announcement of the birth of Jesus Christ. And it appears uh, that the angel that just finds out about this birth is pretty excited and he has to tell somebody. And he finds these shepherds and he starts telling them. And that's where we start reading. There were some shepherds in that part of the country who were spending the night in the fields taking care of their flocks. And the Lord's angel appeared to them and the Lord's glory shone over them. They were terribly afraid. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for I am here with the good news for you, which will bring great joy to all the people. This very night in David's town, our Savior was born, Christ the Lord. That, this is what will prove it to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great army of, angel, uh, of heaven's angels appeared with an angel singing praises to God. This is what they were singing. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to men with whom he is pleased. I'm trusting at this point that uh, everyone who was going to be taking communion tonight has done so. One of the things that we do uh, in our church family on a Sunday morning is to have everyone stand and greet one another. And so we're going to take a moment here and stand and look around you. And there's bound to be someone here tonight that you don't know. We'd love to have you greet one another. Let's all take a moment to say hello to one another. I would like you all to stand, if you would, again, please. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices, For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices, O night divine, O night when Christ was born, O Oh, holy night, oh night divine, led by the light of face serenely beaming, with glowing heart by his cradle we stand. So led by light, of a star so sweetly shone. Here came the wise men from Orient land. The King of Kings lay 
thus in lonely manger, in all our trials, born to be our friend. He knows our need, to our weakness is no stranger. Behold your King. song. Please have a seat. Tonight we have a special drama presentation that I pray you will be blessed by. Hey, Mom. Sweetheart. You know that we have to put everything where it belongs or we're going to trip over it in this small place. Okay, okay, I know. Hey, I was listening to that. What for? Nothing. Doesn't take a brain surgeon to see that there's something wrong. What's up? Don't you have to go to work again? Well, yeah, but I've got a few minutes. <laughs> My life is a mess. It's going to take more than a few minutes to explain. Well, then, Ed's just going to have to hold the fort down for a little while at the restaurant. I want to hear from my daughter. Okay. They hate me. Who? Everyone at school. All my so-called friends. Wow. 
You know, hate is a strong word. What did they do? <laughs> How do they hate me? Well, nobody's talked to me in two whole days. It all started with Sophie because her ex-boyfriend, Scott, keeps hanging out at my locker as if that's my fault. And so then her and her group of friends stand there and every time I walk by them, they whisper and they point at me and they laugh. It's terrible. Ouch. Yeah, that would hurt. Those are really mean things to do. I am so sorry, honey. I wish I could fix it for you. But you know, in a couple days, it'll be Christmas break and then you'll have two weeks for it all to blow over, and it'll all work out. It'll be fine. I doubt it. Besides, though, that's another problem. What am I supposed to do here by myself the whole time? You're always working. You know, honey, I have to work the two jobs to make ends meet. I wish I could spend more time with you, too. Hmm. I miss you, Mom. It really is lonely being here all by myself. Hey, though, did you get Christmas Eve off? Yeah meant to talk to you about that. I'm sorry, honey. I talked to Ed, and it's, just, it's his busy season, and there's going to be lots of customers, and he's short-handed, and the tips are really good, and you know, sweetheart, we need cash right now. Yeah, I know. Your father's gone again. He would really like you to spend Christmas Eve with him. No, 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 no. He left us. Don't you remember? And besides, if he wants to spend Christmas Eve with me, he can come here. Sweetheart, he's got his new family. Lisa and the kids are going to want him to be with them on Christmas Eve. You know, you can't be angry with him forever. You're going to have to forgive him sometime. Yeah, but I'm just not ready. It still hurts too much. And every time I go over there, it just seems to make it worse. And besides, I just can't stand Lisa. She's always trying to mother me. I already have one mom. I don't need two. And then he, I see Dad goofing around with the kids, and it's just like he used to goof around with me, and I totally feel like he's abandoned me. <sighs> I really don't want to go there on Christmas Eve, Mom. Please, please don't make me. Sweetheart, it'll work out. It'll uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. It's okay. All right? All right. Um, listen, i got to go quickly. Um, why don't you do some Christmas decorating? Yeah, whatever. Hey, that reminds me. Uh, your great-grandfather, <clears throat> something came from his estate. This is for you. It came from England. Oh. I betcha it's something that he left you in his will. Me? I only met him twice. Why would he send something to me? Well, because he just loved you. And you made such a great impression on him during those meetings. I mean... I did really like him. He was uh, kind of spunky for an old man. <laughs> and he always had the best attitude about everything. Hmm. Well, sweetheart, you open that up. Have fun. Okay. I'm going to be home around 11 o'clock, okay? Okay, see you, Mom. a letter to Courtney. My dear great-granddaughter, 
An 80-year-old man still knows one or two things. One thing I know is that I'm not going to be around forever. My heart problems are numbering my days, so I wanted to put my worldly affairs in order and to make sure I passed on to my family the small bits of wisdom I've managed to acquire over these 80 years. I have always had my eye on you, Courtney, my dear. You remind me of myself when I was your age. Feisty, (laughs) a bit stubborn, full of love and life. But I've heard through the family grapevine that things have not been quite right for you and your mother. I wish I had a family fortune to pass on to you to relieve your financial woes, but I'm afraid that was used up decades ago. In its place, however, I've sent you a treasure of a different sort, a treasure in earthen vessels, so to speak, riches from Isaiah 9-6. I've instructed my solicitor to include this letter in the package he sends you after I have passed on. May you have joy in the discovery, discovery, Courtney. Courtney. Eternally yours, great-grandfather Richard. Wow. I'm just so excited that he sent something to me. I wonder what he means by treasure. Well, let's see what's in here. Oh, wow. This is part of the great-grandfather's nativity scene that he had at his home. I remember seeing it the one Christmas we spent out in England with him. I can't believe he gave this to me. This was so special to him. Hmm, maybe I'll set it up on this table over here. Wow, look at this wise man. He just has so much detail. Hey, what's this paper in here? That's weird. Looks like a pretty old paper. Oh, it's like a journal or a diary entry of some kind. Dear journal, I've just had the most frightening but most amazing Amazing experience experience of my life. life. For many nights now, the Germans have been bombing London. Nearly every night we go down into the underground to sleep. And every day we brush ourselves off and go about our business as much as possible with the fires and destruction of the night before all around us. It's the most terrifying thing to hear those raspy whistles as the bombs fall. Even more terrifying when it stops. Then the explosion. Some have fallen very close to our shelter, but thankfully we've all been safe. Up until now, the bombs have only fallen at night, so I've been able to attend school most days. However, I was walking home with my friend Lance when we heard the sirens and saw a plane overhead. It was flying low, directly above us. I was so frightened, I froze. I finally realized that Lance was tugging on me and trying to pull me towards his parents' store. It was very close. I started to go with him, but suddenly... As clear as glass, I knew we mustn't go in there. Instead, we must run as fast as we possibly could to the underground station where I knew Mum would go when she heard the siren. I grabbed Lance's arm, and with a strength I didn't know I possessed, 
pulled him toward the shelter. We hadn't gone a hundred yards when we heard the awful whistle, and the bomb exploded just as we flew into the underground, debris flying all around us. We both found our families in the shelter, but when the all-clear sounded, we came out. Lance's parents' store, where we had been, was completely destroyed. I know as surely as I'm alive that Jesus guided me to safety. My dad showed me a Bible verse in Isaiah that tells of the names of Jesus and his qualities. Isaiah 9.6 One of these names describes this experience exactly. He is my wonderful, wonderful counselor. counselor. Isaiah 9.6 Richard Wow, that's really interesting. I can't believe that he would have to go through something like that. That's amazing. Oh, look. This one's a shepherd. He's even got a sheep around his neck. Huh. What's this? There's another paper. I guess all the folk or all of the figures must have a paper in them. Let's see what happens in this one. Dear journal, this war is impossible to bear. to bear. At first, it was rather exciting. Even though it was frightening and sleeping in the shelters was a novelty. But after a month of almost nightly raids, the novelty is definitely worn off. It is very difficult to sleep with all those people rustling, snoring, groaning, and whispering. So all of us are overtired, short-tempered, and impatient. Mm. Yesterday, my father was gone all night on air raid warden's duty. The sirens hadn't gone off by bedtime, so my mother and I gratefully crawled into our own beds, hoping for a peaceful night's sleep. We awoke three hours later with a start. There were sirens screaming and bombs already falling very close to us. We had unbelievably slept through the first sirens, and now it was too late to run to the shelter. We scrambled down to the cellar, and as the bombs fell closer and closer to our home, we could feel the ground shaking, and we could hear the fires roaring, houses going up in flames all around our neighborhood. I clung to Mom in terror. She began to pray. She prayed for protection and for peace instead of fear. Then she read from the Bible that she had grabbed on the way downstairs. Gradually, my terror subsided. I pictured Jesus keeping me safe. When my father came home the next morning, he was astonished to find Mother and I asleep in each other's arms on the cellar floor. Later, I asked Mom what passage in the Bible she read. She told me it was Isaiah 26.3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Jesus is truly the Prince, Prince of, of peace. peace. Isaiah 9.6. Richard. Man, I thought I had problems. I just can't believe they endured that for months and months all over again. Oh, look, it's Mary. I remember I used to think she was the most beautiful one. Hmm. Oh, and look, there's a paper on her, too. I wonder what more could possibly go wrong for Richard. 
dear journal, it's gone. Everything's, Everything's gone. gone. The rays were awful last night. The shelters, two over from us, was hit directly. Everyone was killed. The next shelter over lost a few with many badly injured, but we were untouched. However, when we emerged from the shelter and went home, home was gone. As we stood there numbly looking at the hole that was our cellar and a few charred timbers, our neighbors came over and showed us the piano that had been saved from the flames by the firefighters and our nativity set that we always kept in the cupboard near it. But that was all. My life, basically, gone up in flames. Our neighbors have kindly taken us in, but what will we do next? I do not know. My father says we still have each other, and we have our faith in a mighty God who is bigger than all this trouble. He is still in control, and we must trust him. What else can we do? Isaiah 9-6, Richard. Man, like our place is small, but at least it's a home, and we can sleep in peace and safety. That would be so cool, though, if the nativity set that they saved was this one here. I wonder who's next. Oh, Joseph. Dear Journal, I've been evacuated. People in the, the country, country have opened up their homes to the children of London to allow them to live in safety until the Germans stop the bombing. I begged mother and father not to send me, but they said they wouldn't be able to live with themselves if I was killed. I think it's more important for us to all to be together. But I could not make them see things my way. So here I am, in a home of strangers who are very nice, but they are not my mom and dad. They make their oatmeal very lumpy. <laughs> And they insist I wash my hands about a dozen times a day. Yeah. I have a cold right now, and they follow me around with disinfectant every time I touch something. You think I had typhoid. <laughs> Poor uncle. Honestly, I've cried myself yeah. to sleep so often I can't count. Aww. And every morning I wake up with the ache inside me that won't go away. I miss my parents so much. And I'm so worried about their safety with London still being bombed so often. But last night... As I lay awake worrying, I called out to God. Just a simple prayer. It was like I, I was crying, Help me! Suddenly I felt a warm and gentle presence. I felt like I was being lifted up and held close, like God was telling me that he was my dear Father in heaven, always with me, that I was never alone. It will be enough. Until I can go home again. Isaiah 9 6, Richard. <laughs> At least I still have my mom with me. And we can spend time together when she does have Saturdays and Sundays off. But I guess I haven't really been giving my dad much of a chance to be a dad. Maybe I should go spend Christmas Eve with them. It's got to be better than being here by myself. Ah. I think I know what the last piece is. Can't have a nativity set without the baby Jesus. And 
clever great-grandfather put it here on the bottom. I wonder what this last note is going to tell me. It's Christmas, or dear journal. It's Christmas, 1941. I'm home with mother and father in in a a new new flat flat that they're renting. Our Royal Air Force has defeated the Luftwaffe over Britain, and the air raids have finally stopped. It seems the worst is over, though the war rages on in Europe. It has been a dreadful experience, but I believe I've learned a great deal from it. I wouldn't want to go through it again, but strangely, I wouldn't want to have missed it either. I have found a secret place on the back of each of these figures from the nativity set. Now I can stuff some of these pages in here from my journal. Hmm. Maybe it will help someone else know Jesus as I know him now. Isaiah 9, 6. Richard. I do want to know Jesus the same way you know him. I wonder what Isaiah 9, 6 is. There's our Bible. Isaiah 9... There it is. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Thank you, great-grandfather, for sharing this with me. Do you ever think to yourself that, uh, that you have it tough and then find out that someone else has it far worse off than you do? One of the things that Jesus has done in coming as he did as a child is to give all of us an incredible amount of hope. So whether we find ourselves in really difficult circumstances or we find ourselves in circumstances that aren't that difficult, God, through Jesus, has given us an incredible blessing and that we can hope not only for this world, but for the life to come. I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know the things that you face. But I know that God is watching over you this evening. And I pray that this year, this time of year, that the blessings that God wants to give to the world through Jesus come into your life in a full, rich way. If you don't know Jesus, well... There's good reason to know him. The hope that he offers the world is the the one great hope that there is. And I pray that this year, your experience of maybe even being here tonight opens up to you the possibility of thinking about what Jesus means for you. The hope that Christ means in your life, I pray, will fill you with joy, with the possibility of wonderful things that you would have ever have anticipated 
if it hadn't been for Jesus. And I pray that you recognize that in Jesus coming into the world, that something has entered our world that is unique and wonderful and that affords you the greatest chance there is for hope, for peace, for satisfaction in this life, no matter what the circumstances are that you face. I think that's what Courtney's great-grandfather experienced. You know, there are people here tonight who are old enough to remember those days. I don't. But some of you do. And then you think about the other experiences that have been difficult in life for some of you. And the same God who blessed Courtney's great-grandfather through some really difficult times in London in the 1940s can bless us here tonight in the same way. And tonight we praise and thank God for that. One of the ways that Christians have for a long time been symbolizing and celebrating that hope together is to light candles on Christmas Eve. All of you have a candle, and we're going to light these now. And we will pass this flame of hope on from person to person. this on to each other. And Bruce, if you want to get these lights back here, that'd be great. And I know it's a little distracting as you try and light candles and then attempt to sing at the same time, but that's what we're going to try and do. If you would all stand with me, please. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap, sleeping, who angels greet with anthems sweet, while shepherds watch are keeping? This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the Son of Mary. Why lies he in such mean estate Where ox and ass are feeding Good Christian fear for sinners here The silent word is pleading This, this is Christ the King 
whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord the babe, the Son of Mary. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, compass, and king to own him. The King of kings salvation brings, let loving hearts enthrone him. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him love the babe, the son of Mary. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him love the babe, the son of Mary. It wouldn't be a, an evening complete if we didn't sing the first Noel, and so we'll sing this together. The first Noel the angel did say Was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay In fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. Noel, 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 born is the King of Israel. They looked up and saw a star Shining in the east, beyond them far, and to the earth it gave great light, and so it continued both day and night. No. Over Bethlehem. 
its rest, and there it did both stop and stay right over the place where Jesus lay. and pray for all the blessings on your loved ones and on your family at this time of year. It's a time, of course, when families gather together and they think about each other. They think about love. My best memories as a child were at Christmas time when I had both of my parents still around and spending time with them and with my sisters. It was always a blessing, and we pray that you experience that kind of blessing this year. Let me offer this blessing to you at this time of year. May all of God's riches fall on you this evening and tomorrow. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your family, with all your loved ones, and may he bring them peace. And may the power of the Spirit reign in your heart, not just now, but in throughout, throughout the new year, that the world may see and understand the glory of God's risen Son, I pray this for you this evening, and you may go in peace. We'll sing now, O Come All Ye Faithful, and then our evening will be finished. Thank you, everyone, for coming. I pray this has been a blessing to you. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come. He, O come, he to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exultation. Oh, sing, all ye bright hosts of heaven above. Glory to God, all glory. Oh, come, let us adore him. 
God bless you all. When you extinguish your candles and take them out, there'll be baskets out there. You can place those in the baskets. God bless you all. Thank you for coming.